In today's episode, we're speaking to Scott Perry. Scott helps people master the art of encore living, finding fulfillment, forging meaning, and making their life's biggest contribution after retirement. Scott's mission is to help others hear and heed to the call of vocation in their life's 3D act. Don't die with the difference only you can make still inside. Live your legacy through an endeavor that aligns who you really are with what you what you're really good at, and where you're where you really belong. Let's speak to Scott and find out how he changed his life by changing his mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame, and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I have the pleasure and the honor of speaking to Scott Perry. Welcome, Scott. Hey, Gull. It's great to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you for coming, Scott. Scott, everyone's heard your intro. They know how fabulous you are. But please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Sure. Uh, so I am an Encore Life Coach, a creative on purpose, where we help people that are in the third act of their lives, find fulfillment, forge meaning, and make a difference in their second half of life through some sort of entrepreneur endeavor that leverages their wisdom and experience and doing work with and for people they care about. Awesome. Fantastic. And this is how we actually met and we got to know. Um, so, I mean, I was really fascinated by that element. Uh, you know, and I, I love it how you phrase it as well, you know, third act. So tell us, how did it all start for you? How did you end up being on the online space? Well, you, know, wait, you talk us through your, your life journey. Sure. Well, my background is actually, my working life began as a teacher. And I taught at some reasonably famous schools that some people might recognize the names of. And then found that that work was not as fulfilling as I thought it was going to be when I first entered. So I moved into a couple other things. But in my late 20s, I decided I really wanted to go for it with a music career. I'd been a guitarist for years. I had always dreamed of making that my full-time vocation. And so I made a deal with my wife uh, right after my first son was born. You know, what better time to uh, <laughs> try try to make a living as a musician. Um, perfect time, perfect timing. I, have to I always joke, hey, guys, I finally found something that pays less than teaching. Um, so I... Just made a deal with my wife. We had some money um, put away, and I said, you know, all I'm asking for is a year. And if I can, if at the end of a year I'm making enough every night to be able to afford to do it the next night, I'd like to be able to just keep doing it. And it turned out that I was making enough every night to do it again the next night for almost 30 years. Um, along the way, we had a second child, and I decided to dial back on my performing schedule. I opened up a guitar studio, found out that I loved teaching people how to play the guitar even more than performing. And then it, as I was entering my life's third act, uh, I, you know, somewhere around age 45, I had this calling again to try something else. I didn't know what it was, but I ended up going into Seth Godin's Alt-MBA program. And I entered thinking I was going to turn my my online uh, or my guitar 
school, my brick and mortar practice into an online endeavor. And I exited that program, not even wanting to be a musician or a teacher anymore, but not really sure what I wanted to do. So I ended up just doing a lot of blogging and broadcasting. Along the way, I got hired by Seth Godin and his team to be a head coach in his programs. And it took about five years to fully transition. But you know, along the way, I, I discovered my passion for helping people do what I had done, which is to, you know, enter a whole new way of being uh, or way of becoming by transitioning from music into coaching. And uh, yeah, and so I've been doing this full time now for the last couple of years. Mm, interesting. Now that's that. Yeah, I mean, I want to unpack quite a lot of what you've said here, and you've just sort of skimmed over the the really juicy parts. And one of them being, how did you convince your wife, by the way, to you know, take you to to that the new um, you know, uh, honey, I'm going to be a musician now uh, kind of lifestyle. Uh, when I just we just had the baby, by the way, so you know, it doesn't matter how things are, you know, the diapers are up and everything else, but you know, let me go and spend the nights making money and um, being a musician. I mean. I, I mean, I'm saying this a bit of tongue in cheek. Of course, the most important thing is to convince yourself. How did you, where did you have the courage to make that kind of decision? It's not an easy decision to make. Yeah, I'll confess, Gall, that um, I'm a complete weirdo because uh, I am the firstborn son born in August, a Leo in the year of the dragon, 1964, to a very stubborn Irish, uh, Polish man and a very determined Irish woman. And so I do not have the same level of anxiety and fear for the uncertainty and unknown. Um, I actually get a lot of energy from seeking the edges of my understanding and ability and, and exploring those. Um, and I know that some people listening might think, oh, that sounds great. You know, we talk a lot about imposter syndrome these days and that sort of thing. And I certainly have my own version of that. But by and large, if I think that there's something interesting on the other side of the curtain, I'm going to open the curtain and step through to find out what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And my wife and I uh, have made several transitions in our lives where we just said, you know what, we're going to leap and hope that the net appears. Um, so my wife was reasonably on board from, you know, the very beginning, just because, uh, she knew that if I didn't give this a try, that I would regret it at some point in my life. And she knew that I would be good to my word. And that if things, if I couldn't make it happen in a reasonable amount of time, um, that I would, that I would go back to teaching or doing whatever I had to do to, you know, take care of business. I, you know, my wife and I had this saying, um, you know, we're Perry's and Perry's figure it out. And so we always just assume that we will be able to figure it out. And I think, I mean, if I'm honest for anybody that can afford the technology to listen to a broadcast like this, <laughs> you have the resources to take small steps into possibility and and developing your potential um we're just and if you're if you're unable to do that it's really not your fault because society institutionalized education institutionalized occupation really does not encourage us to explore our potential and deliver on our promises creative uh beings mm. i mean and that's interesting too um that's an interesting part actually because i think you're right 
I think the society has this belief we need to pigeonhole ourselves and stay in those pigeonholes because anything outside is really, really scary and awful. And there's always fear mongering going on. And there's always is. I mean, we, uh, you know, with the current climate, when this podcast has been recorded, we're in the height of inflation globally. Um, everywhere, everyone's talking about inflation and prices going up. And, um, you know, we've got strikes here with uh, with, the, with the London transport because the pace frozen, but we hit 10, I think literally hitting 10% inflation or something ridiculous. So, but yeah, so what's the security? But the idea that you should be pigeonholed and that's your security, that's a falsity, but that's that's when you step outside of your 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 life and your, you know, take a like a bird's eye view of your life, then you should realize actually I've been pigeonholed, whereas I have the whole um, you know, the whole world at my disposal. But I think that takes that still takes courage to be able to step outside and take a breather and get off the hamster wheel. Because a lot of times we are on the hamster wheel, especially when you have families. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once you have kids, it's you know, you are on the hamster wheel. And I, and I look back at my life and I've made some drastic decisions, bloody hell. I, I I've done that. But I I was I was almost like, you know, I had nothing else to lose because I was I was starting off in a in a different way. So when I gave up my my legal career initially to have a family to stay home family, it's because I was coming out of an abusive marriage. And in that marriage, I was a breadwinner. I thought, okay, that okay, that's an hour didn't work. Let me go the other way. <laughs> that didn't work either. Um, but so when I was when I went down my entrepreneur route, it was because it, the, the the motivation was I want to be home for my kids. That's it. That's the only thing I thought about. Now, if, if I look back at my life, because I am a lawyer. And, you know, being a teacher, we're both from professional backgrounds. If I had a thriving corporate career, would I have the courage to leave it when I've had a child or when I've had young children and go on to do something that I'm passionate about? I would say I have to say as much as I would love to say, oh, I'm, I'm, I've got the courage. No. Yes, I would. I'm going to have to say no. The only the reason why I chose this path, because when it came to the, the crossroads in my life, I had to either go back to the legal world start from scratch there or start scratch somewhere else so I thought you know what (laughs) they're equally awful this path at least allows me to work around my kids that's why I chose it does it make sense just being very open and honest about me uh, and I think that's why the master manager knew that would be the case and sort of directed me this way but you have that courage and I think you're you're very blase like oh that's just it's it's just me but I think you need to congratulate yourself to be the fact that you had the courage to take an honest step like that and it's paid off it's worked very well for you in 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 your life but it it was a major step and then once again changing from that from being a musician and quite successful if you if you made a living out of the last 30 years that's quite an achievement in itself to step away from that and go into teaching and then giving up both and going to completely different routes. Now, talk me through that. How did you, well, first of all, how did you know I wasn't, I don't want to be teaching guitar anymore? And secondly, how did you walk away from it? Again, that's stable income or some kind of stable income because that's what you know. So talk us through how did you work on your mindset or what did you think about? How did you, you know, convince yourself to walk away from that as well? Because that you've done that for 30 years. Mm, yeah. Well, I think that something that there are two things, there's something that motivated me from a very young age. And there was something I learned at a very young age that really helped. The, um, the thing that motivated me was uh, I was introduced to um, the, the meditations of Marcus Aurelius in the seventh grade by my Latin teacher. That is um, a, 
uh, journal of the last of what are called the good Roman emperors uh, of the Roman Empire, Marcus Aurelius. And it's um, also one of the primary texts referred to by um, followers of Stoic philosophy. And so Stoicism is very misunderstood in this day and age. A lot of people have heard of it uh, because people in the Silicon Valley and, and people like Ryan Holiday and Tim Ferriss have popularized it. But Stoic philosophy is essentially a, a philosophy of life that promises that if you pay attention to the content of your character and if you engage in the world with intention and integrity and serve others that you can experience joy and equanimity regardless of what happens to you in life. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite Marcus Aurelius quotes is – uh, I won't give it to you in Latin but or Greek, but it's um, think of yourself as dead. You have lived your life. Now, take what is left and live it properly. And so this is a practice in what the Romans called memento mori. And it literally means remember you die. Mm -hmm. And it may sound strange for a seventh grader to have this idea resonate. Yeah. But it really did. And it's something, you know, and – the the amazing thing to me about you know being given a copy of meditations by my latin teacher in 7th grade is i i essentially stole the book i never really gave it back mm -hmm. um and uh you know at the end when i graduated he just said keep the book and that i i wore that thing out i read it so often um and it literally became a manual for me to in everything in, every, in the way I approached every element of my life, relationships, work, friendships, personal development. So that's something that I've had from a very early age is this idea that whatever meaning my life has is based on what I do with it mm -hmm. as I am on this journey from womb to tomb, which is the journey we're all on. Absolutely. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. The, the other part of it is I want to just clarify that I didn't make any I didn't burn any bridges. So mm -hmm. when I transitioned from teaching to becoming a musician, I was building a music career alongside of my teaching career. Okay. But it was clear that I had a legitimate chance of going all in on music. I then had that discussion with my wife and went all in with music with a plan. You know, and that's the thing is I think dreams are really important, mm -hmm. but a dream without a plan is just a wish. And, right. you know, nobody, the universe is not conspiring to just grant your wishes. You have to, you have to be thoughtful and deliberate and plan and um, you have to engage it with intention and integrity. You have to do the work. Uh, I'm not, you know, dis not dissing the idea of the secret or manifesting or all that. I think... I think it's a both and. You have to have the dream. You have to per have a pursuit and you also have to do the work and you have to be thoughtful and deliberate about the way you do that. So when I transitioned from music to coaching, I, number one, picked up a really sweet gig 
as a head coach in Akimba workshops. So I immediately had, you know, some income and I built my own practice alongside of maintaining uh, a studio and teaching guitar lessons, coaching in the Akimba workshops, building my practice. When I was able to, when I had a, a practice of my own that was big enough, I stopped, I closed down the studio. And when I had a practice that was big enough to do without um, being a head coach in Akimba workshops, I ended my association with um, very amicably. And I'm very grateful to Seth and, and the Alt MBA and Akimbo for all the opportunity and the learning that happened mm -hmm. there. But it's it's not as cavalier as it may have sounded when I first articulated. There was a lot of intention. There was a lot of planning. There was, uh, you know, plenty of failure, um, but always, but never expecting that anybody was going to hand anything to me, knowing that I had to work it, for it and knowing that it might not work out. And that would be okay too, mm -hmm. because I think that the reward of your life in your, the, the real reward in your life is based on the quality of your effort, not in the results. The results are actually not yours. You may or may not receive them, mm -hmm. but um, there's so much beyond your control that the only thing within your control is, as you were referring to, the thoughts in your head <laughs> the thought, and the, your interpretation of what's going on and what you decide and do next. That, that's all that's yours. And if you do that, again, with intention and integrity, what in my experience, prosperity and profitability can follow uh, mm -hmm. and, and often and often do. I think that's a great, um, great way to look upon it. You need to have a plan. I mean, I think, uh, and I agree with you, uh, I do teach law of attraction, but the, 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 in the right way to, well, law of attraction, I want to be very clear about it, it's happening all the time. It's just getting the law of attraction to work in your favor and for you to bring the things you desire. That is what we're going to work on. And a lot of the times, I think when the movie The Secret came out, it gave people a lot of false notions. Mm -hmm. You can sit in a room, you know, chant affirmations, and things will fall into like that doesn't really happen. And then people, when people work up to that, they realize, oh, well, this is all false notion and this is all BS, et cetera, et cetera. When the truth of the matter is, it's the laws are there. You just have to use them in your, in your favor. And you've done that correctly by having a plan, by setting the intention and being focused on it. You've done literally exactly that's required. And that's and then being detached from the outcome because you're not setting yourself up for You realize, okay, if that doesn't work out, I'll come back. But I'm going to give it my my all. And that's why things have worked in the way they, they have. And this is what I want to stress to to people listening. When you hear these amazing stories and people have transitioned from one career, you've had multiple careers now. It's not that they are having they have some potluck or they are extraordinary or that they are just super smart. They just have a plan. And they're focused and they are most importantly not married to the outcome. You just said perfectly, it may work out, it may not, but you need to be okay with both. And this mm -hmm. is why I think this is the key to your success. And because I know you're, you're very determined to help other people. And this is why um, I think I know you for a fact that you will succeed because you're you have a, you've walked a clear path, and that's what you're giving to others to walk down the same clear path which I think is so important. I think this is something else which struck me about you was 
And then you're giving hope to people who are, you know, especially in their 60s and then thinking, okay, what can I do now? And my life is over. I'm speaking by the from the South Asian concept because for them, I'm 44 and I'm old. I'm I'm gone. I'm like, I should be thinking about praying and going to my grave, literally. That's my that's my culture's idea. Anything over 40, you're you know, you're you're counting your days to do you die. And so the idea that you can have a new career in your, you know, in so-called when people are retiring or during your retirement years when you're planning for your retirement is, is a novelty. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 and I think that's ridiculous because you're never too late and never too old or never too young for anything as long as your heart desires. So what, you know, what pushes you along? Well, you know, when you come across people, say, for example, um, someone in their seventies and they say like, Scott, you know, dude, you're only like 50 something. I'm 70 something, you know, what can I do? And I, I've got health issues and I'm not really, I don't have that mental capacity now. And I just want to, I just want to chill and relax. What would you say to someone other? Like that? That's a, a reason why I say that, because that's a mindset issue. That's not a capability issue. That's a mindset issue. How would you approach that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so one of the things that we say very frequently at Creative on Purpose, and 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 then the work I do as an encore life coaches, um, choose your story, choose your future. If you are telling yourself a story that your life is essentially over at age seventy, then you are telling yourself a story that you will make true. Yeah. If you tell yourself a story that right now in this moment, I can start to take control of my thoughts and perceptions and frame more accurately my possibilities and make my and make decisions about what I decide and do next you can you can change your story so you know you mentioned mindset a couple of times mindset's really important but we think that if we get our mindset right then we'll start doing the right things and i i would assert that Mindset doesn't inform posture. Posture informs mindset. Mm -hmm. And just by way of example, you know, when you were an infant and you were witnessing all these people doing this moving your lips and sounds coming out thing, and you realized, you know, and you saw people interacting and engaging and smiling and laughing and whatever it was, you decided that that looked cool. Now, nobody gave you a mindset. Nobody, you know, sent you Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins tapes and said, listen to these and you'll get your mindset right. So you can talk. You didn't, they didn't provide you with any instruction whatsoever. You decided that you wanted to do this talking thing and you started babbling and goo-gooing and gagaing and and every once in a while hit upon a word and people got excited and then you put a couple words together and then you made a sentence and then you made a a phrase and a, a paragraph and pretty soon you're telling stories and asking for you know a cookie and milk you did it poorly until you did it well mm. you approached you, your posture informed your mindset. And I think it's always that way. Of course, it becomes cyclical. You know, your posture can inform a better mindset and your better mindset will inform a better posture and, and so on and so forth. But it begins with doing something. And the best way this speaks to something that you were asking me about earlier, it's not about the big, bold leaps. It's not about swinging for the fences every time you're up at bat. I think it's more about the strategic approach and the tactical small daily steps taken with intention and integrity focus bold and discipline one small step becoming half a shade braver every day 
by taking a small step into possibility and into the development of your potential and the delivery of your promise. I, I teach clients, let's, we're going to create a one minute habit. This approach came from when I was 45 years old. I was literally 75 pounds heavier than I am right now. And I decided to do something about it. Um, and it began with putting my shoes on, my running shoes on and walking to the top of the driveway and back. And it, I knew I had a minute every day that I could do that. And, you know, then it was, why not go to the mailbox and back? Then why not go around the block once? And, and eventually, not only did I lose 75 pounds, but I started deciding that I'd, I'd jog part of it. Then I was jogging the whole thing. Then I was entering 5Ks and sometimes winning in my age group. I didn't take a bold leap of signing up for a 5K. I took the small intentional step of putting on my walking shoes and walking for a minute. And I could build from there. And that's the way that all new habits are formed by start, but you have to develop a one minute routine and commit to doing it daily. And in time, and I, I don't agree with all the, you know, there's all sorts of numbers, like you have to do it for this many days or whatever. I think uh, we're all, we're all born with different temperaments and tolerances. You know, some of us can adopt a new habit quicker than others. Some, it takes more time. But if you begin with a one minute exercise, all of us have a minute to change. And that one minute a day can change your life. I love that. I love that. And on that note, we're going to wrap up. So Scott, tell us how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? So if you go to creativeonpurpose.com, you'll find the blog and access to the broadcast. You'll be able to access the about page and learn what we're, we're all about. We do, if, if the idea of the art of encore living is interesting to you, if you would like to leverage the wisdom and experience you've earned, uh, you know, making a living and raising a family and, and, Define the difference only you can make and build something around that that you can con continue to contribute to the world. Uh, we have a quick start guide that's absolutely free you can grab. And if you want to hop on a 30-minute call with me um, to come up with a strategy for how you can dial in the difference only you can make and decide on a platform, product, or service to start delivering it, I would love to have that conversation with you. Wonderful. If you're listening to this uh, episode on the podcast, the links Scott has just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching on the YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have the links to, to that particular, um, to all his um, other links as well. Go check him out. He's awesome. And um, and, and we had such a fantastic time talking to you today, Scott. We have to have you back on my talkies. But thank you so much for being so honest and so open about your ideas. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. And thank you for listening to me and Scott today on Friday Feature. I will be back on another Friday Feature with another amazing guest, speaking to them, finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gokhan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money 
from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.